Our reading for today's message comes from 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 through 12. As you come to him, a living stone, rejected by men, but in sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, says the Lord, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, that is Jesus. And whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor is for you who believe. But for those of you who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word, as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Hi, everyone. We're going to continue today in our series of messages on 1 Peter. Last week, Ian was sharing with us from the section of 1 Peter just before what we've come to today in our reading about how Jesus, when we encounter him, gives us the power to show brotherly love, to reach out and bless and love other people with his kind of love. And um, today, we're going to continue on in that same vein. Jesus came into the world to bring us back into relationship with God. God has always had a desire to to dwell among humankind and the very beginning of the story we see how God was dwelling with Adam and Eve in a beautiful garden, a beautiful harmonious loving relationship with them until the day that they decided to rebel against God, disobey him and follow in their own ways. And that decision to turn from God and turn to their own ways led to a, a serious break in this relationship of harmony and love with God. But God didn't give up on them. He didn't give up on humankind, and he continued to work out a plan to bring us back into relationship with himself. And for this reason, Jesus Christ came into the world. He came, was born into the human family, and lived a perfect harmonious life with God, a loving life with God the Father. And he revealed to us what God the Father's like and his heart of grace and love toward us. And then he went to the cross and he died in our behalf for our rebellion, our sin. And he won a great victory over sin and, of course, death and the enemy of our soul, Satan. And through faith in him, through putting our trust in him, we're restored back into this loving relationship with God. 
And not only that, but we see here in this section that we're going to look at today that, that Jesus builds us into God's household, God's family, or to use the language of Peter here, into God's spiritual house, this holy temple where God dwells among mankind. Let's read in, uh, the again, verse 4 of First Peter chapter 2. It goes like this. As you come to him, a living stone, speaking of Jesus, rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. And so Peter here tells us that Jesus Christ is the living stone. Or a little later, he speaks of Jesus as the cornerstone, the same thought. He's the cornerstone in the temple that God is constructing upon the earth. And he's, it says, he's chosen by God and precious. When you come in contact with Jesus, when you experience his love and his life flowing in you, touching you, changing you, you realize that you have come to know the most precious, most wonderful treasure you'll ever meet. Jesus gives us eternal life because he rose from the dead and he lives forevermore. When you come into relationship with him, he makes you a living stone that will dwell together with him forever. And he gives us his Holy Spirit and gives us new life in him. And with, with his presence at work in us, we can live his kind of life. We can do his kind of works. We can love with his kind of love. And not only that, as living stones, he builds us into this spiritual house that he's bringing into being more and more all over the earth. When we say spiritual house, we're not talking of something spooky. We're not talking of something ethereal and uh, otherworldly and strange. No, no, no. We're talking about real people living in real human bodies who have been changed by God and whose spirit is dwelling in them. And therefore, we are a spiritual people because we've been made alive in Christ spiritually. And now we're built into his spiritual family. All those who have been born again by the Spirit of God and were joined together as one. And it says here in verse 9 of this same section, let me read it to you. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So here Peter wants to make it very clear that this spiritual house, this living temple that God is building upon the earth is not some stationary structure or organization, but it's a, it's a chosen race. It's a holy nation that God is building up. And one of the things that we discover as we read through the New Testament particularly in the book of Acts is that this chosen race that God is bringing into being upon the earth through the work of his Holy Spirit 
is a race of people made up of every racial group on earth, every color, every different kind of people from every different nation are part of this spiritual house. And that is a wonderful thing because it gives this house, this household, this family, the capacity to show forth the excellencies of Christ in a diverse way. We also benefit greatly from this in our spiritual development and growth. Because as we walk together with people not like us in Christ, people of other racial groups, of other cultural backgrounds, they help us see, by God's grace, the cultural blindness that we have been raised in in our own life, and they help us see the things we need to leave behind that's part of our cultural backdrop. Because there's things there that don't serve the purposes of God. But on the other hand, every culture and every racial group and every language group has certain things in it that's treasures that God has placed there. And when they come under the leadership of Jesus Christ, they become something of the diverse, multicolored expression of Jesus that you never get in any other way on the earth. So we are benefited by walking together with those gods joined together from all over the world, from all the different nationalities and racial groups. And our cities and nations are filled with people from other places that Jesus is calling to himself to be part of this spiritual house he's building in our communities, in our cities, because he wants to shine forth the beauty of his glory and grace in a very diverse family, which is this household of God that Peter's talking about here. I want to go back and read again uh, verse 5 in this uh, section where it says, You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Now in this verse we see a very interesting thing. Not only are we living stones that Jesus is using to build together this spiritual house that he's raising up upon the earth, but it says here that we are a holy priesthood that Jesus has called to serve him in that house. Now, the Bible makes it very clear that Jesus is our high priest, our great high priest, and only he can save us from our sins through the blood he shed on the cross. Only he can put us in right relationship with God the Father through trusting in him and walking with him. And he is our great high priest. But he tells us that we now, in him, are a holy priesthood. It's not that we save others. We can't save others. Only Jesus can do that. But walking with him, we can make known his goodness to the world. We can, we can praise him and exalt him. We can also do good and share with others his goodness. We can flow in the gifts of the Spirit to see other people touched and helped and healed and strengthened. 
because his Holy Spirit is in us. We can be generous with our resources because God is generous and he provides for us and therefore we don't have to spend time worrying about hoarding and gathering things up but we can be generous with what he's put in our hands and bless others with it and use it for his glory. That's what it means to offer spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable to God. But you may say, you know, Sam, this all sounds very good for the strong in the Lord, the mature, but I've got issues in my life. I've got things that I struggle with. How do I fit in to this spiritual house? Well, I've asked Julia Cooney to share a prophetic picture she received recently that I think will help us on that question. Here's Julia. Recently, I felt like God gave me a picture of these little black lambs, and they were in this newly built pen with this uh, great fence and uh, lush green grass, and they were just frolicking and playing and really just thriving in life. And as I was watching them, I just had the sense that they were rejoicing that they finally had a place to call their own. And in subsequent weeks, as I was praying about this, I felt like God was saying that there are people who feel like they've never really had a place to call their own because they have these black sheep aspects of themselves that they've never felt comfortable sharing with others. And this need to hide keeps them quiet and hidden. But there's something about this current season that God is using to make a place for them where they can thrive. And in reality, what they see as faults about themselves are building blocks for this next phase. And it's a new wave of authenticity and acceptance where all can truly be loved for who they are, not who they think they need to be to fit in. It's a work of the spirit to breathe unity across diverse groups. Thank you, Julia, for sharing that. You know, when Jesus comes into our lives, he never treats us like a misfit or an outcast. He wants us to know that in him we have new life and he makes us living stones in his spiritual house and he's called us to be priests those that would bring glory to his name in our lives and those that would reach out to bless others through our lives and you know when we have battles and struggles we fight he's put us in a family where we can receive help and strength and prayer every one of us go through those seasons where we battle with something and together we're going to strengthen each other and help each other and I believe in the church there's got to be an atmosphere like that of transparency and love and openness to receive what each other has and to do our part to share the good things the Lord has put in us if you've never really turned your life over to Jesus I'd like to encourage you to do it today. Let him come into your life. He said, those who come to me, I won't cast you out. He won't treat you like a misfit. He won't treat you like an outcast. He'll treat you like a beloved child, someone he desires to be in his family. And that's exactly what he desires. So let's pray together as we finish up today. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your presence in our lives. We thank you, Lord, that you are faithful, 
that you died for us on that cross and you rose again from the dead and you give us new life when we look to you and ask for your help and ask for your forgiveness. And we thank you, Lord, that you make us part of your big family and give us a part to play, to be a strength and a blessing to others around us. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your salvation. Thank you for new life in you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.